nunchucks. Okay. I remember he was karate Zabisco. That was, would have been like 86. Yes, yes. And he ended up, he was wrestling Greg Gagne, and he went outside the ring because Gagne was like in his comeback, and he grabbed the nunchucks, and he came in and he hit. Okay. And Nick Bockwinkle was doing color at the time. He's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? He whips his headset off. He's like trying to reason with Larry. He's like, "Stop! No, don't do this!" But, and he finally got mad and he turned around and he hit Bachwinkle with the nunchucks, turning Bachwinkle face for his final run. Gotcha. And then he feuded there, and then he had to won the title again, and then lost it to Hennig. Only the only time Bachwinkle's ever faced. He's wearing a nice blue, light blue, powder blue, like suit jacket. And his his promo was exactly the same mm-hmm. as when he was heel. Did he get color on the suit jacket? No. Well, when you said a nice powder blue, I thought. Maybe. I thought so too. Yeah, probably. Maybe he didn't want to do the the blade. I move. I'm just moving the net uh, microphone slightly further away from you because I can hear you breathing. But if I move it too far this way, you'll be able to hear me breathing. <laughs> so, there's... No, no, I'm afraid to breathe. That comes to it. Yeah. Loud and clear. Jack Nicholson was just dropped off a building. Oh, let's not use that one. So, uh, you could use the sound machine over there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you sanitize that now? Yeah, over there is good. I've got a. It's loud. All right. Oh. By the way, this Bernie uh, uh, Brewer here is gonna haunt my dreams. Yeah, we still need to fix those eyes. Yeah, fix the eyes, man. Let me tell you something. That fucking thing looks like you bought it in the parking lot from a guy selling bobbleheads. I like Kansas the alternate City. colors. He also had Kansas hats for sale. Well, I'd love to have one of those. Some motherfucking Turk has it. Oh my god. Drop that. You probably right. put COVID all over I don't think that came from uh, Serbia or wherever he was from. Turkish. Turkish. Missouri. <laughs> he was from Missouri. Where were you born? Pittsburgh. <laughs> That was the best joke in Short Circuit, by the way. He looks like Belky. <laughs> and Yakov Shmurov. I'll let you talk bad about the Turks right now, because there's not one directly above us. Unless... <laughs> what was he going to do? Watch us sleep? I'll tell you what he was going to do. <laughs> Steal two hats. Yeah. <laughs> Wear them at the same time? Send you a picture mocking you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need to get on there and fucking yelp the shit out of I him. gave him a great review. Oh, I'm changing that shit. <laughs> Seriously. I'd be like, this guy's a thief. Would stay here again. Watch your hats. He stole hats out of our room while we slept. <laughs> That's not entirely <laughs> accurate. Yeah, because I might have been sleeping in the car on the way home when he took those hats. And you got to eat Iowa's best burger. Yeah, they should start over. <laughs> Iowa? Yes. Whose career would you restart? Iowa. Iowa. Brown Bulaga. Iowa. Chargers. Is that where he signed? Yeah. yeah. 
Three years, uh, thirty million, I think. Getting ten mil a year. No, good for him. He'll probably play nine games. The guy we signed to replace him, I think we got uh, two years for eleven. Okay. So that was the guy. He, I think he played for the Lions last yeah, year. He did. He did, and he yelled out, "War Eagle." So he was a Clemson. Is that Clemson or Auburn? Auburn Auburn is War Eagle. And you know what else he yelled out? Charging down the field. (laughs) (laughs) If we could hire that guy, Uh, let me tell you, every pro football song sucks because of rights of like, "Be victorious with your valor." Like, who's is that ours? No, there. I think it's fucking. The New York Giants, like they're all terrible. I just remember how mad that guy was when that other guy touched him. Oh yeah, cruising down. Fuck you, cruising <laughs> down. <laughs> uh, the only Packers song I know is the "Bang on a Drum All Day" when they. And that was not written for that. No, that that was like dude, I'm sure they have a fight song. Yeah, it's probably stupid. Pack that meat real good. Show your grit when you go to war. <laughs> Buy lots of canned goods. And war bonds. They wrote it in the 40s. <laughs> war Eagle. Do you get any people from ISIS that want to be your friend? I got one today. I posted it on the 670 page. Did you? I did. What about you? Do you get any ISIS people? Not really. Uh-uh. I declined, by the way. Uh, ah! Alright, whenever you're. I'm ready. playing it right now. What, the Packer song? Is yeah. it good? Is it, is it good? It's or? not. Yeah. Are we not allowed to hear it? I can hear it. Well, 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 well thanks for sharing, oh Dick. Yeah, I'm listening to it right now. Fuck you. <laughs> Can you count us in? And he's listening to the Packers. Yeah, we got. I got it. There's no. uh, The words are popping up to sing. All it is is the instrumental. Well, what are the words? I I can't. The video disappeared on me. What what a what a thing! I can't find Skyler Yopik's chick. Let me uh. Let me go into Chrome and see if I can find it there. Bash them with your dick. Easy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's okay. not a fight song. That's a rape song. Well, hey. What you gonna do when the largest arms in wrestling run wild on you? That worked out wonderfully. Now I can actually read Schuler's questions. Oh, good. Somebody has them. Oh, they're on our page. I just, I don't know. Like, when I type it, they're in the messenger. Oh. They're in messenger. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle of the Beast Concrete Jungle, baby. Brap. Beers. Oh, music and vocals. Snowman. Watermelon. Motherfucker, motherfucker! It's still not playing through here, is it? Playing through. 
I bet if I put my headphones in, I'll be able to hear it again. Maybe not. I also said I if if I were booking this show, I'd be unbanned. All right, it's playing. All right, let me see if I, let me see if I can sing this here. Okay. It's uh, it's what you would expect. I can tell you that. All right. Hail, hail, the gangs are here to yell for you yeah. and keep you in, in your winning ways. Hail, hail, the gangs are here to tell you too that win or lose. <laughs> we sing your praises, Packers. Go, See, you all Packers. Go and get them. Go, you fighting fools. Upset them. Smash that line, line with all your might. Uh -huh. A touchdown, Packers. Fight, fight. Fight, fight, on you blue and gold to glory. And then, <laughs> so, bold story. Fight, Packers, fight, and bring the bacon home to old Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Terrible, right? Aren't they terrible? Yeah, it was bad. It's still going. Oh, yeah, there's probably eight verses. Like there are for the It's 80 minutes long. Uh-huh. I think it's just going to say... There's another 40 seconds. Here, I got one for you. Ready? Get up. Go. You fighting fools upset up. Smash their line with all your might. Touchdown, Packers. Fight, 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 fight. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. <laughs> Never forget the way you turn a nation with your T formation. Bear down, <laughs> Chicago Bears. Is it the same the song? <laughs> you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois. Chicago Bears, bear down. Oh, there's more. God damn it. <laughs> All right, can we can we start? Right. We haven't. Oh yeah. no, he hasn't countered us. Oh yeah, let, let, let's let's hear some lead-in music. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna go home and write my own fight song. Okay. All right. This is the Vikings one, but it doesn't have the words. I don't know where they go. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings. Stop. Honor your name. Stop Get that yelling. Touchdown. That is touchdown. Stop yelling. Sock em, sock em. Oh. Oh, Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get the touchdown. Rock 'em, sock 'em, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us fail for more. V I K I N G S. Skull Vikings, let's go. I'm gonna walk home in a minute. They ring the horn after that. All right. <laughs>
I wonder what the Texans theme <laughs> song is. <laughs> All right, fine. Four, three, four. Wait, I think I found it. Hold on, let me. Well, what's no, the... we gotta find the Oilers song. I'm gonna find the find the Texans theme. No song. more yell singing. <laughs> Hey, we're on the air, everybody. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> We've been on the air. It's the Ross Family Matters podcast, episode 70? Sure, you're right. Who knows? Um, We were just, you caught us off guard. We were talking about how shitty football... Uh, fight songs are for the NFL teams, including uh, Bear Down Chicago Bears, whatever that Viking piece of shit Wait, was I found the, singing. It, and you the can't Packers hear it. theme song is also terrible. The Texans theme song's playing. What, was that written in 2007? Anyway, Hot Shot Scott Williams, Vic the Stick Ross, Jiggy Jack Spade. Boy, we've got a lot to cover and hopefully it's not football fight songs. This looks like something you could get jiggy with. It was. It's from the 2000s. Of course it is. I'm talking about football songs written in the 30s. I hear you. Those are terrible. I hear you. All right. So are you with us? What are you doing? No. He's he's dancing to the Texans fight song. Is that going in over our audio? I doubt it. Oh, good. Good. If anyway, I, if I can't hear it, they can't hear it. I don't imagine. I can hear it. I don't know if they can hear it. It's pretty. So it's a separate. Wait till you see my dick. Whoa! Wait till you see. <laughs> Yeah. They were talking about running back Dick Bestow. I'ma beat that pussy up. Racist. <laughs> well, Joe Biden, everybody. Yeah. Well, it's Houston. I suppose. All right. And it so, was an expansion team. <laughs> we have a lot to cover this week. We don't have any guests again, which is... No, but we'll probably make a phone call or oh, two. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, guests, let's be honest, they've been hit or miss. Right. Right? The uh, the Ryan Brown call from a few shows back, that was embarrassing. <laughs> For which one of us? All of us. Uh, all of us, including Ryan Brown, who got hung up on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alex Riley call last time was good. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a he's a pro. The uh, the Maru call, he couldn't stop laughing because he thought we were up to something. Were we? No, we're I just mean, checking usually, out. but yeah. not that time. Yeah. All right. See, I made the mistake of unplugging my headphones. Now I can't hear them at all. Oh, well, technical difficulties, fellas. We'll, we'll work through this. You know, we'll just not wear them today, because it appears to be working just well, fine. Well, good. Good. So, we actually had some um, callers submit some topics, which everybody, or listeners, I should say, which everybody's welcome to do. So, if our other two listeners would actually get off their ass <laughs> <laughs> and help us find some content for this show. God damn it. We don't have time to think of things ourselves. It requires creativity and work. So, why don't we get into it, and then we'll go through some other stuff, and, you know, we'll... Where do you see my dick? Remember our new gimmick we asked people to do? Now they have to do their Doc oh, their Brown Doc impersonation. Brown. Yeah, so Marty! We'll listen, <laughs> listen to me. Marty. Okay? Don't ever Nobody's walk up to Doc me Brown. and do your Doc Brown impression. Oh, no, you because I'm here to tell you, no, just like to. these two clowns sitting across from me... Marty! It sucks, okay? Marty! I don't have to hear it. It's got to be I know jollier. it sucks, because nobody can do a good Doc okay. Brown. 
well, let's do some role playing. I'll be I'll be Marty McFly. Oh, Doc, I don't know if this is a good idea. Not, Marty, you gotta get the plutonium. Not shaky enough. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, get right. to eighty-eight, Marty. I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> I can't believe we bought a new microphone so, so you two can shit the bed doing Doc Brown impressions. Alright, first question. Primarily what we're doing with our lives. Anything you would change from earlier in your career? Oh. I'd um, eat less candy bars. Get in the gym more. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe tan a bit. Probably learn how to work. You know how to work. Let me say that. I um. I didn't know how to work for like ten years. <laughs> I would have. Um, I mean, I would have definitely worked on my body more. Like I, uh, yeah. That, I mean, I would have been better. I would have had better wind. I would have. Uh, although I wasn't. I didn't get wind. I just. I would have been able to do more. Right. I mean, I think that's what we'd all like to have been able to do. So yeah, that's probably my biggest regret. I think I would have probably tried to get more outside bookings out of the gate. Yeah. Like, I only did Rebels and Powerhouse for the first, like, two years. Yeah. And I was happy with that at that point. But now I can I can tell you that was probably a detriment to my advancement because of how little I was working. But well, see, that, that was the issue back then was that... Uh, it, 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 it was such a different world when we all broke in as opposed to now. Like, when you were breaking in, you were right at the back end of, like, the kind of, like, the kayfabe feeling of everything, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you had the old guard, like, some even some AWA guys that were still around probably trying to push the the reality piece of it. Uh-huh. And then you when you broke in, you still had, and even when I broke in, you had Frank still around doing his he thing. He was part of Mid American. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah, the Mid American guys. It, it was uh, a very standoffish time to break into wrestling. So for some, but like even with Rebels and some of the heat that we had, like Brian could have got booked in a lot of places. Steve could have got booked in a lot of places. I think their biggest detriment, much like yours, Vic, is they didn't take other books. Mm-hmm. So then they just got pigeonholed into, well, you're that, from that organization. You know what I mean? Like, they could have gone, I mean, I still think Brian could have gone as far as, you know, akin to, like, maybe an, EC, an ECW level type promotion, right? I think he could have gotten there. If he, yeah, I think so. Because he was big and athletic, and he had a pretty good mind for everything, right? But, yeah, we kind of stayed in our corners for quite a while. So Indeed. And I just think that with, like, uh, when I broke in with SSW, it was very much so an SSW versus everybody else kind of thing. That but you could have gone to Illinois and got booking. And you would have uh, had that stigma, right? I mean... I would have... Uh, if I would have waited longer. Everybody that I did yard work with, except for Stumpy, yeah. uh, who I never actually worked with at the same time in the yard, he came after me, right? Yeah. Everybody uh, waited and went to college and got their college education before they broke in, and they were all a year at least younger than me to begin with. Okay. So by the time they actually broke into the business, I had already been working for two or three years. Sure. 
Okay. So, anything else? Anybody else regret anything else? Oh God. Um, I probably some of the rats. But anyway, <laughs> I have no regrets. Uh, I mean, in the end, like it, it, everything turned out as good as it possibly could. I mean, we wouldn't be here, <laughs> right? In this, in this regard, right? And I don't think, uh, you know, wrestling isn't my. Uh, my whole life anymore. No, because you got them kids. I got them kids. So, <clears throat> while I love wrestling, and I don't ever foresee myself fully leaving the business, right? I don't have that part of me, but I don't think I would be a happy person if I were traveling on the road, you know, working shows everywhere and being a name. I don't think that would please me. Other than the... Uh... Like say the the financial consideration. Mm-hmm. Have you missed wrestling? Like in the last wrestling? two months. Oh, like be, being at shows. A little bit, only because like okay, and I'll tell you how how what I mean. There's like certain people like when I work for ACW that I only get to see when I go up to. Mm-hmm. So I miss not being able to spend five minutes or ten minutes catching up with people. Right. Um, same thing, you know, in the BCW locker room, there's people I only see there. I haven't had a chance to catch up with them. So I think that, I mean, the, the seeing of the people. So you don't necessarily miss the wrestling, you miss the camaraderie. Well, I think that's what we would all say. Yeah. Except for the fact that. Because remember, I'm not an active wrestler anymore. I'm going to bring it up. No, I get that. And I think all three of us can also say that it's hard to turn our brains off sometimes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We get our moments of where we think of something and we you get it stuck there and you're like, that's gonna that would be fucking awesome, right? If I could work that into a thing. You know? Usually I, I don't work enough where I'm not working every night where I'm not able to think about a match that I'm having for at least a, a like a week in advance, right? Sure. So most of the time I have time to like and it's usually while I'm taking a shit or in the shower, right? Where I go... Which is sometimes the same... <laughs> the same time. Or, or welcome to shitting in the shower. <laughs> Holy shit, I got a great booking idea. But no, I'll think of a spot for a match, or I'll remember a spot that I saw, or I'll think of something. And, and, th- and that doesn't stop. And I don't think that'll ever stop, which is part of the issue, right? Right. Like, even if I can't physically wrestle anymore, I'm still going to think of these ideas, and I'll probably be that weird old guy that's around like you know what you should do and then they're gonna be like fuck you <laughs> and then you'll be like let me take my pants off i'll show you don't you don't you know who i am yeah and they'll be like yeah yeah okay gen xer yeah or whatever are you just you're gen x don't you? i don't think so oh. no wait uh no i'm a millennial are you really yeah how old are you uh 35 millennial started 1980 oh. yeah so wait for like 20 years like okay millennial like they do with the boomers. Right? Oh, I got it. I got it. For I'll the record, like, listeners at home, Scott was waving his arm in a dismissive manner <laughs> <laughs> to really drive the point yeah. home. So, All right. Next up is uh, thoughts on the Owen Hart dark side of the ring. Um, wow. Um, well, uh, it, it, was, it still is. It was a sad thing. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't like... It would be sad no matter who it happened to. 
Like, nobody should lose their life in an accident doing something they love that was their career. I think it makes it even harder because people who you've heard, people that you trust that knew Owen Hart or that worked with Owen Hart talk about what a great guy he was and how much he loved his family and how he wanted to put his family first. That makes it even that much more harder. But let's be fair. It would have been hard no matter who it was. Correct. Instead of the dark side of the ring thing, let's just even take it all the way back. So, like, let's say we're in 1997, right? And you're watching wrestling, or you, you've been wrestling for a little while, right? You're you're watching. I'm watching. I'm, I'm 12. Uh, what? How do you feel about Owen Hart at that point in time? So, I've always said, and Brian will back this up. We were roommates. We hung out, watched a lot of wrestling together. I said it from right around that time, as he was starting his his bigger run. After he got away from the first blue blazer angle, I'm like, he's one of the top three guys around. But I also said, I don't know that he could ever be a star just because he didn't seem bigger than life, right? Okay. And that was before 2000 when guys like Kurt Angle, like when he, he would have been a star there, right? Definitely. He would have fit in so well when they had like your, uh, your family killer. Yeah. And Eddie Guerrero. Jericho. And Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko. And they touch on that. Yeah, right. But yeah. at the time, before that wall got broken down, it's I just felt like Brett he, and Sean. Yeah, I he felt can, like he was going to be stuck behind bigger guys, right? And he was going to have good matches. It, like no matter who you put in the ring with him, mm-hmm. he was always going to shine because mm-hmm. he was that fucking good. I started thinking about this too after after the I watched the the Dark Side of the Ring. I really loved. The evil version of the Hart Foundation. Brett. That 1997 run yeah. with the Canadian. Brett, Owen, Bulldog. Pillman. Pillman. Like, I think that that force or that um, faction doesn't get as much love as they should. They were, I mean, okay, so I'm going to put it out there. Forget about all the hundred members. I like that faction as a faction better than the NWO was constructed. And that's the only Brett issue. Brett was your Hogan. Yeah. Right? The other guys could work better than, than Nash and Norton and some of the other bums they brought into that group. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Hart Foundation gets overlooked because it happened at the same time as the NWO, which set the world on fire, right? Right. And then it was immediately followed by DX. Right. Well, so, not only that, but the way it ended. Like, it never had a resolution. Because Brett just, just... everybody quit. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, uh, it was a hot gimmick. And, and you can't even really call him a heel group because they depended were, where they were they right. were a huge which baby. was organic like they didn't do that on purpose they just got such a baby face pop in canada that it was just weird it was like from week to week like you were watching two different and didn't it like maybe this is revisionist history because it's 25 years later or whatever mm-hmm. but didn't it seem like every other week they were in Canada? Yeah, they did a lot of stuff in Canada back then. So they were like coming up, they were doing New York, going up to Toronto. Right. Coming right. down. Montreal, going. Hamilton, Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver. Let's hit them all. <laughs> Medicine Hat. Saskatoon. <laughs> I just enjoy the fact that at some point, in, I think like 1996, they were just like, hey, Brett, everybody thinks you're a miserable fuck, all right? So why don't we just, why don't you just be a miserable Why don't just, you go with it? Just go talk. Just go be yourself, right? Right. You're a great wrestler, but you're a miserable piece of shit, all right? And then in 1997 and 8, they went, hey, Shawn Michaels, you're a coked-out piece of shit. Why don't you just go out and be a coked-out piece of shit and see how that goes for you? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I do want to talk about. 
All right. And it's not discussed in the dark side of the ring because it, it didn't fit what they were telling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I just point out what a piece of shit Vince Russo is? To not only book that angle and the guy died, and I know he didn't know he was going to yeah, die. Right, right, right. But then, like, less than a year later, to do the angle, to book the angle where Canyon got thrown off of the top of the cage in the same fucking building. Prince Russell's a piece of shit. We know that. Already. Come on. Oh, and man. the triple, the yeah. triple cage fiasco. Yes. Yeah. Mike Awesome throws him off. He Wait, takes a big bump. That was the same building, right? The, the Kemper building. Arena. Oh, less than a year later, which we saw last year, we drove right past the Kemper mm-hmm. Arena. Just a human piece of shit. He is. Yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, again, I, there were. It was hard. Like I still go back. I watched it a couple weeks ago in prep in preparation for this this thing. I watched the raw after. Oh, that, okay. that's rough. Man, that's hard. Like, it's hard to not get choked up about it. Like, I don't know. It was, I but, was I was doing well until Jim Cornette broke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't seem to show that kind of emotion, right? Like I was telling Lane, I've been watching Jim Cornette on TV for like thirty-five years. Okay, because I'm forty-five. Yeah, I'm just gonna ballpark it. Yeah. I've only seen two reactions out of Jim Cornette. He's either red-faced and yelling that Dusty Rhodes or some other babyface is a huge piece of shit and he's going to get him. Mm-hmm. Or he's laughing maniacally about some fucking dirty deed they've done against somebody. Yeah, because he hit, like, baby doll in a lady part. And even if... <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Which, the, by the way... The lady yeah, part. Which, by the way, was her dick. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> we shouldn't say that. But um, I'd do it. Even if you, even if you listen to his podcast now, which I'm sure you don't, right. he really only has the two reactions. And where, I don't. It's not that I don't, wouldn't listen. I just don't listen. Yeah, where he's either angry about something in the wrestling business, or he's laughing about something, and that's the only two emotions I've ever gotten out of Jim Cornette in those 35 years, and to see him break. Yeah. So he has four emotions. So he has laughing, angry, yes, banging a fat goth chick, <laughs> oh. and crying over Owen Hart. Wow. So I was okay, so I even took it back a little further. We were watching the pay per view when it happened. Me too. And I'm trying to remember everybody because we didn't have the big group that we usually had at my house. Okay. Because Brian and Steve and someone else were onto Romines. They just didn't care to stick around and watch. Sure. And uh, I remember, like, Brian called the house to talk, to, and, and I'm like, dude, like, fucking Owen Hart just died. And he's like, what? Like, he thought I was, like, ribbing him. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, dude, seriously, like, Owen Hart. And this was before the internet and people didn't have smartphones. So if you weren't watching it, you didn't know. Right. Like, and it was, I mean, it was just surreal, and I... I don't. My memory isn't great anymore. I probably remember we talked about this before the show. I remember probably seventy percent of things. I remember that whole from them coming back from the backstage interview to every you know to then Jim Ross having to announce that Owen Hart had passed away. Like, like, holy shit! Like, I didn't see it live, but I also remember the night because I was again thirteen or fourteen, and. At that point, we were doing wrestling in my garage, right? Yes. With the, the neighborhood people. Rap scallions, yes. Yes. 
and uh, I was in my bed getting ready for bed, and my mom came past the room, and she opened the door, and she said, hey, one of those idiot wrestlers you watch on TV died. You really want to do that? And then she just shut the door and walked oh, away. Oh, well, that's nice. <clears throat> and that's, that's a... And, and your mom was Joan Crawford, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, just to be clear, my mother has never approved of my wrestling ever. Okay. She's never she's never come to a show. She'll never watch it. She'll never see it. Even now? Like what if you Even made now. it to the like to the WWE would she come? Uh no, I think she'd still think I'm an idiot. Okay. My mother also doesn't approve, but I did get her to come once. My dad would come. My she dad came, came to, to one to... show once. My my, da- my mom also thought I was an idiot and she came to one show. It was in Mosquito, where she lived. Okay. And she stayed for like half the show and then I got my Mom and dad to both come to the first show at Texas Victory Hall. Okay. So Again, as I was telling my wife today, I said, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. What is the concern she has is going to happen to me? Um, yeah. You're going to hurt your knee. Well, I mean, that already happened. Oh, there you go. Like, if that's the worst that could happen. So the next topic up is the Packers schedule. And I happened to bring up the Packers schedule on my phone. Somebody wants to know the Packers. It's it's a tough road schedule. So uh, we'll skip the preseason games. Do they play the Texans? Because I could play that. They song. do actually. They do. We're we're not gonna play anything. Where do you see my dick? No, you gotta get the Colts fights. I'm a. All right, so we'll just go pussy. real quickly through. Hoof them, horses. Hoof them. First game out of the gate at the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that'd be tough. Second game at home against the Lions. Okay. Third game on the road at the Saints. That's a loss. <laughs> Fourth game at home against the Falcons. That's a win. They're two and two right now. Fifth game on the road at Tampa. I don't think th- I'm gonna say Tampa, that's a win. I don't I, think I, the Tampa's. I 100 percent agree that that's a win. Yeah. Because they may have went out and got a 43 year old quarterback. Mm-hmm. They may have gotten a recently retired tight end, mm-hmm. but they didn't do anything to improve that offensive line. Yeah, and Jameis Winston was sacked like fifty times last but year. But was it because he was holding the ball for ten seconds, just care. bouncing around it's back a, there? It's a bad offensive. Yeah, line. I mean, I, I, they got some. St- I, Mike Evans is great. Godwin's great. If I take twenty of those sacks away for him holding the ball, he was still sacked thirty times. And a forty-three-year-old getting hit thirty. 35 times. Here's my issue. Okay. So when Peyton Manning went from the Colts to the Broncos, they allowed Peyton Manning to basically come in and say, this is all the terminology I use. This is everything I do. Omaha. Yeah. You remember, though, the year that he won the Super Bowl, he was the 26th ranked quarterback in the league. They ran. They ran a lot that year. Right. Which just... So, yeah. just so we know... That was the Kubiak offense, yeah. where they were doing a lot of the zone. And the defense was ranked third in the league. Like, So, let's just remember that. Yep. But, I mean, you're, it's gonna, it, Bruce Arians is not going to let that happen. Bruce Arians is not going to let Tom Brady come in and do whatever he wants with the offense. It's going to be a Bruce Arians offense. Yeah. And I don't know if Tom Brady is the right quarterback right. for a Bruce Arians nope, offense. Nope, but they're going to sell some jerseys. Yeah. So I so right now we're three and two, my in my opinion. All right, week six is Packers at the Texans. Ah, they win next. Where do you see my dick? All right, so they're four and two. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Six. 
Yeah. Week seven is Vikings at Packers. They should win that one. They're five and two. Week eight is Packers at Niners. They lose that one. That's a short week too. That's a three-day week because it's a Thursday. Followed by Jacksonville at Green That's Bay. That's a win. So That's a win. Well, it depends on. Well, they have the extra time. Yeah. yeah. So even. Followed by the game we're eyeballing to go to if people are allowed to go to football games. The Packers mm-hmm. at the Colts. I think that's a loss. You think that's a loss? Yeah. Uh, the Colts are surprisingly good. Well, they were. Yeah, and all they were missing was, was a, quarterback. a quarterback. And even though their quarterback they have is old, they, I think they can squeeze one year out of them before their real quarterback, who should have been drafted by the Packers, a guy by the, whose last name happens to be Eason, ends up taking over that job. But Can I even say now, that Jacoby Brissett was not not passable? As he a, fumbled too He turned the ball over too much. He's a, he's a high-end backup. Yes. You got it right. He's play. a high end backup, like a high, but a high end, but backup. still a backup. I'd if I were Jacksonville or, or a or a starting quarterback on a mid level team. He's like a Trent Dilfer, right? But if either way, Trent Dilfer was no good. But Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. It takes until the end of November, eleven twenty nine. To see the Bears on the first time yeah, on the schedule, the, it's the at Green Bay, and that's week what. You're gonna make me go back and count now. How do you that. feel? Uh, how do you feel, Matt Nagy? Mindset's gonna be this six, year. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Week eleven. Okay, so they win that when they go to seven and four. Nagy's. Do you think he's over the double doink yet? Because I feel like that really fucked him up. Like, I think that ruined their whole year. I last think year. their problem lays where it has always been with in the Bears, and it is at the quarterback position. By the way, after you finish that, I'm going to lay some, some stuff on you about receiving in the Bears, but let's finish this first. Anally? Week, week 12, Eagles at Packers. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm going to give them the win, because Foles will be hurt by that. Uh, Wentz. Uh, yeah, because Foles That's what I meant. is Wentz in will be hurt by Chicago. But who's backing up him now? The kid they just drafted, uh, Hurts, uh-huh. right? Me. Uh, thirteen is Packers at Lions, and we have witnessed that in person. How yeah, that goes? Yeah, I'm gonna goes. say win this year, though. Uh, then we have Panthers at Packers, win. Titans at Packers. Loss. Titans have been sneaky good. So I'm not here to argue and say the Titans are a bad team. Yeah, you were at the last Titans Packers. I sure game, right? was. Okay. And first, that was before they were really the first, good. Yeah. And the first play was an 80-yard run. It sure was. Okay. By a guy who promptly retired at the end of that season. <laughs> at the end of that game, maybe. <laughs> uh, 12-27 in Green Bay at 7-20 at night. So cold. You're thinking the cold weather? I'm thinking it? real cold. If they can... If they can keep Henry... Well, I was going to say, the, their offense... The, the Titans... What I like about the Titans' offense is... They're cold proof in so much that they'd like to ground and pound. I hear is that. Is Tannehill's and and success. here's why here's why I'm picking them. Until the Packers can prove me wrong, but what's burned in my head is the way they got run all the fuck over in that San Francisco game. I hear you. And I didn't see them address their lack of stopping the run. I hear that too. That's my Kirksey is your only yeah. argument against that. Yeah. Season ends. Packers at Bears. All right, I got them at eleven and five. So they're in the playoffs. Which is better because when I I originally said they were a nine and seventeen without doing the the going through the schedule like that, now I'm feeling eleven. A- after their draft, you feel like they're not fucked this year. You feel like they're fucked. 
Right. In like three years. Right, because where they're still <laughs> fucked, they're still fucked here. They still can't stop the run. Okay. So they're still not going. They're getting to the playoffs. But they're not winning. But they're the staying season. in the playoffs. San Francisco is still the team to beat in this conference, and I can't. I'd be surprised if anybody's closed the gap. And then it's next year that they can get out of the Rodgers contract. Right, but next year they have to pay Aaron Jones and they have to do some other things. Which thing. is why they might get out of the Rodgers contract in the first place. Or why they drafted Dylan. Right. So or so they're, they're, they're hedging their bets for the future this year instead of addressing... The other piece of it, too, is I just don't think... I, it, Forget about the strategy. I don't agree with the strategy either. But let's say the strategy was sound to draft Rodgers replacement. I don't think they drafted the right guy. That's right. my opinion. Yep. So yeah, we okay. You so, wanted you wanted Easton. Yes. I wanted Easton that you could have gotten in the third round, which means you could have addressed this year and the future. They reached. Yeah, they, they, they reached. Uh, they reached every. Instead, every in the round. third round, they draft a a tight end who was ranked twenty fifth amongst all tight ends in the draft. While not drafting, the top two tight ends still on the board, including the kid um, out of Dayton and then the kid out of... Uh, the more I hear about this kid, because he's a small tight end. He's like six foot, 240. Yeah, he's going to be an H-back. So they're going to put him in the back. Right. They're going to Kyle. Right, right, so you still don't have a solid tight end is what I'm saying. So they drafted basically a fullback. A right. blocker. So they could have drafted, again, we've gone over this, Queen should have been the pick in the first round. Yeah, okay. the, the linebacker. Yep. Then you could have drafted a receiver or one of the top tight ends, or you could have drafted a real tight end in the third round and still got Easton in the fourth. And they wouldn't have had to trade up and lose that fourth round. They could have still addressed now and later, like those great candies from the 80s. Oh, I like those. Oh, I like now and yeah. later. You just got to suck on some sometimes. <laughs> right? You just got to loosen them up. Those things were like money in school back mm-hmm. in the day. The banana ones, right? Uh, all flavors, like grape, Green? watermelon, the tropical punch. cherry. Yeah. The mist, remember the two-sided ones? The yeah, purple and yellow? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Purple and yellow. Just right. like the Vikings in their and fight You zone. said you had something yeah. you wanted to add so, on. So, I'm going to go through some of the NFC. Hey, Jake, how you liking all this sports talk? Yeah, I, I, I'm Jonesing, man. <laughs> I used to talk sports, but yeah. now nobody gives a yeah. fuck about me. This is a podcast. And now, now. I got to work on a not safe for work podcast <laughs> to talk sports. This is a this is a wrestling podcast. We're talking about football. Okay, so this is I think this is great. So the top receivers all time in the history of NFC teams. I'll give you a couple. I'll may- maybe make you guess a couple, but I'll get to my real point. Sure. In a second. I'd l- actually like to guess a couple if okay, we could go. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to. So who's the all-time leading receiver yardage-wise for the New Orleans Saints? For the, for the New the Orleans Saints. Saints. Oh, fuck. Uh, That's going to be tough for me. but It's not Thomas because he's too new, so right. we got to go back. Is it Graham? He's, no, he's recent, though. Is he's it recent a... enough. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're going to have to give me this one because I can't. It was Marquise Colston. Yeah, <laughs> that was never, okay. that was never in play. What about the Falcons? Uh, Falcons is going it's to be, be Julio, yeah. Julio Jones. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys uh, is going to be Irvin? Mm-hmm. No, it's going gonna, gonna to be Bryant. Mm-hmm. No? But it ain't is Alvin it Witten? It's Witten. It's okay. Witten. Okay. Hard hit. Now this one's going to get you. I'll give you who's second with only 5,000 yards. In Giants history, Odell Beckham is second all time. Victor okay. Cruz. Amani Toomer. Amani Toomer it is. 
Was it pre? Uh, no, he didn't shoot himself in the leg. Did he? Flexible burst. <laughs> okay, who is the all? Ten? This one's easy. Who's the uh, Panthers all ten? Panthers. Yeah. Uh, Ray Carruth. No, he ran state lines, dude. Is it? Um, it's not Wesley Walls. No, it's a receiver. It's um, Steve Smith. Yeah. Oh yeah, Steve, Steve Smith. Smith Jr. Okay, you won't. This one will be tough. Eagles all time. Vince Popoli. No, what more recent than that? 80s. Um, oh, God, 80s. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Is it Chris Carter? No. Uh, hmm. It's not Chris Carter. I don't think I'm going to be able to get this one. All right, it's Harold Carmichael. Yeah, I yeah never, I don't, never. I don't even Redskins. know. Uh, Redskins? Uh, give, give me a time frame. Santana Moss? 80s. 80s and earlier 80s, so early like to mid 80s, early to mid. So like Doug Williams or pre Doug Williams, pre pre Thiesman, with Thiesman, yeah. Oh shit! Remember the Fun Bunch? I'm not gonna be able to do this. Art one. Monk. Oh, I'm an idiot. That I should have known easy, that. Yeah. Tampa Bay currently playing with them right now. Michael Evans. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, you better be able to get these next to Seattle. Uh, oh, Joey Galloway? No. No, uh, way, way before that. Yeah. What the fuck is that white doubles, guy's name? Doubles the second place guy. Steve Largent? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the white guy. I'm sorry San that Francisco. I'm calling him the white guy. San Francisco's San Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. Yeah. Okay, now here's one that's interesting. Because they have two, this is one of only a couple teams in NFC history that have two receivers that had over 12,000 yards. Number one and number two for the Rams was? Isaac Bruce. Yeah. Torrey and Holt. Torrey yes. Holt. They played on the same freaking team. That was yeah. pretty stacked. The greatest show on turf. Okay. Packers all-time. Who's the all-time leading yarder? Uh, Sterling Sharp. Sharp. Mm-hmm. He's third. His career ended short. Uh, uh, you're right. Uh, then it would have been Donald, Donald Driver. Driver. Donald Driver. Okay. Now, you said this name before for another team. For the Vikings. Chris Carter. Yes. I'm surprised well, Randy Moss was second. Yeah. Da- uh, Det- uh, Detroit. Detroit would be Calvin Johnson. Yes. Now, here's a stat before we get to the Bears. Every team, every team and its list has a leading receiver that has 9,000 yards or more as their number one receiver, except Tampa, who's got Michael Evans at 72.6. But he's going to well surpass the 9,000. The Bears' all time leader has (laughs) 5,050 yards. Okay. And I don't even know the guy's first name. What's the last name? Morris. <laughs> what year is that? I don't know. <laughs> Number two on that list is Harlan Hill with 4,600 yards. Number three, Elshon Jeffrey with 4,500 yards. Wow. Walter Payton, fourth with 4,538 yards. And with 4,503 yards to round out the top five, the coach. His name is... Mike Ditka. As the tight end, yeah. yeah. His name is Johnny Morris. Okay. Uh, he played from 1958... Jesus ...to 1967. <laughs> that is pathetic. That's nine years in the 50s to 60s when the goalpost was at the front of right. the end zone... And nobody threw the ball forward unless you were Johnny Unitas. Isn't that terrible? That is so we bad. talk about 
their quarterback talking about a hundred year old franchise. Yeah, and that's the best receivers that they've ever been able to well, put out. I the mean, second oldest. They franchise. have a history of trotting out some pretty bad quarterbacks. <clears throat> So uh, if they get yeah, they do what they do uh, what Eric, Eric Max Kramer? Grossman Eric Kramer sucked Eric Kramer lit us up every time well we sucked <laughs> Eric Kramer sucked I remember Eric Kramer just dropping bombs what in about McNown McCown McCown <laughs> Jim McMahon he had sunglasses was not a good quarterback no he was not a good quarterback he had Walter Payton and a great defense yes yes all right next and question. Coke and, and cocaine <laughs> next question. Yeah. Biggest Ross family roster at one time. I, I, I know where it is. I, okay, first of all, I have no respect with this group that I wasn't even allowed in the Ross family at the time. Stop okay. it. But when the Ross family had Otherion Griffin, I think you guys were six deep. No, we were four. We were we never were more than four. Uh, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. In one place. It was Otherion. Ryan. Ryan. You. Me. Masters. Masters, yeah. And that's it. And then, well, me, because I'm the manager, so that's five. Okay. What about, was it, what about wasn't was Jim in there, too? No, no. Jim never, uh, Jim, Jim was, was new, uh, he was babyface oh, New South. Wait, yeah, New five. South with Maddie Nice. I was Jim. not allowed because I didn't, I had, I have sat through an interview process with these cats to try to get in. I didn't fit, I, I didn't fit the personality criteria. I didn't fit the talent criteria. And, well, what's uh, the name of our Facebook group now? I don't know. What is it? When we talk, uh, there's the Ross family on Facebook. Oh, I... It's the Ross family and Scott. And, <laughs> and it's funny because the derelict that started that group isn't even around for this fucking show ever. <laughs> well, he died. <laughs> oh, no. The, 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 the group. Buck started Yeah, that. I know. Yeah, where is I he? Know. Where is he? I, I changed the name, though. That was me. Okay. That was. <laughs> That's great. So, I I wasn't... I, I know I wasn't as good as Ryan, and I know I wasn't as good as everyone else in that group, but... We, we had a really cool design at one point that I was we were going to make that had everybody who had ever been in the Ross family Yeah, I was, I, I was on the tag. You, <laughs> you, were, you were at the bottom as Ann Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a picture somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's pretty goddamn disgusting. Uh, so I can name everybody that was in it up to that point. I will tell you this. I really have to give Chris Hansen credit for forcing you to put me in that group. Are you about to have a cigar right now? Oh, that's your insulin. Yeah. If I could... For new listeners, Scott is a diabetic. Way to learn. Yeah. His knowledge is power. My, but the insulin... I found out you could actually get diabetes from uh, sorrow, and the sorrow I have from being disrespected by people that I I, I trust and, and genuinely love as brothers. This is what happens. <laughs> I just want to say that I am not responsible for the end, Scott. Okay? Yeah. Who is? It's you. Me? Yes. When? Yes. Well, in the group I am, but no. in real life? No, because no, in, real in life. the interview, in, real life. in the interview to get into the Ross family for Fusion, you were the one who was like getting up, fucking leaving, taking <laughs> phone calls. Coming back in, seeing if Scott was still there, yeah. taking another phone call. I know you were pretending to be on phone because then your phone rang. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm trying to find the picture because it has everybody uh, that ever we officially announced as being in the group. But then you gave me a booby prize. You're like, you and JP should team up. Yeah, you guys got to be Hot Stuff Incorporated. Yeah. With the boas and the We should have. We could have been in the Ross family. We could have been tied to the Ross family like Garvin and Regal were tied to the Freebirds and the AWA. In the last uh, in the last Stevens Point show, you guys were tied to the Ross family. You were part of the conga line that kicked me right in the testicles. That's true. Well, that's what you get for that interview. <laughs> I, I only did it once. Like I was supposed to. Yeah, but yeah, it was only supposed wait, to be I you. Only, wait, first of all, I don't think I even did it. <laughs> For one. Buck went twice. I was going to say, but... <laughs> of course he did. But he went twice and he like didn't pull his kicks. And Brian went. I let Brian work kick yeah. me in the nuts. You didn't think it was possible, but sure enough, he got both nuts on your taint. <laughs> It's a wide foot. If you want to hear a real winded promo, you can hear the promo directly after that. <laughs> just, just give me a second. Oh, jeez, I'm mad. Is that Harley oh. Hook? <laughs> Scott. Scott. There was kicking. Scott. Scott, I don't know why I'm talking directly to you. Oh, Jesus, I taste blood. <laughs> but tonight, tonight I want, tonight I want chaos. No disqualification. We really haven't answered the question at all. Well, so that's the answer. Well, what about okay? So in S, uh, SWE, SWE, it was me. Actually, Buck, it, it, you, and then Eddie. And Eddie. Yeah, but Buck was out by the time we got was Eddie. He? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Monica. And Monica. Monica. Yeah, yep. Monica was official. So. We had five. So we had five, yep. She was officially in the Ross family. The Ross family was officially in her. Not all of us. (laughs) Not all of us, pal. Just Buck. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Hi, Monica. (laughs) 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 If uh, you're listening with your boyfriend, hi, boyfriend of Monica. All right, so I think five is the most we had. Yeah. If if we count Monica and me as non-in-ring performers. But I know we at one point counted, like, total how many people we had. So many. It's like 13 or 14. So many. Because it starts with uh, me and Jim technically as the two-man boy band, but that wasn't really the stable, right? We weren't ever called the Ross family. We were at never that called point. the Ross family at that point. And then in Fusion, we brought in Otherion and Ryan and Ryan with me and yep. you. That and was the Ross family. A show or two later, we turned Buck. Buck, and that was the Ross family. And then uh, that was the Ross family for and Brian eventually turned right. But Otherion had gone, so right. like we were rotating. Right. But six. Like, Otherian couldn't do the shows anymore because yes. he didn't have insurance. Six, yeah. then I came aboard seven. Eddie would be eight. Eddie, yep. But Eddie lasted, like, one Chris show. Chris Black would be nine. Chris Black never was. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, you, he's, I would say he is because I just managed me. him for... Well, yeah, but, like, when I came back, I managed him. Add, yes. I mean, it wasn't a stable. It was Maroon. just him for the most part. We were, oh, no, no. No, he was no. never officially a member. Nope. We never counted him. Nope. He he was always nope. the baby face. Matter of fact, I don't even know who that is. I think he's in a cornfield wrestling. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, Chris Black was the f- me and Chris Black were the family. We didn't have a okay. We didn't have a Ross. Um, special guest appearances once in a while. I we I know we had TC with us once. Once. And he never um, wanted to ride with us again. I don't blame him. Uh, Jim, obviously. Come if, and go. If, I mean, if we don't count him at the beginning when it wasn't called that, he did eventually come in. Yes. Um, we owe, uh, You could count Connor Hopkins now, probably. Sure. Sure, why not? Because Larry Zabisco. Oh, well, he did take a picture with us. Right. <laughs> or was it Lex Luger? Rex Ruger. Rex Ruger. Uh, a lot of people have had one, like, we always were willing to take on a, a different person, but we never were really given a, a... What about all the people who did the, uh, the, uh, American, the Ross family idol? Did they count? <laughs> we never got to do that. That would have been angle. great. What, I'm, what a fucking genius booking angle by me that never happened. That would have been great. Uh, all right. So next up is most overused indie gimmick. Gimmick? Oh, gimmick. okay. Okay. I'll tell you what this the most overused to... finish is: the super kick. Um, by far, it's not a finish anymore. Yeah, some people think it's um gimmick. Okay. So when I was in my mo- when I did the most wrestling, I don't ever want to call it a prime because I never had a prime. When I was wrestling the most, the most overused gimmick was the anti-face, a heel who wanted to be cheered. Sure. Remember the that? Austin. I do. You're Steve yeah. Austin's. Everybody wanted to be that fucking guy. Um, You've got the farmers. There's always farmers. But not right now. <clears throat> Are there? There's the Amish kid. Oh, I suppose. There's always a, the farmer gimmick ninjas, is always there. They're always ninjas. I think... The most overused indie gimmick is the unhinged character. The crate, the the psycho. Yes, like your Chase McCoys or. But he does it well. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Correct. Um, what, was, what was another one that was bad or not bad but overused? The this uh, is a good microphone, by the way. The Mar- the the Hardy Boys gimmick for a while, right? Everybody was the trying to be the broken. Thing. No, or no, the, no, the literal. The, yeah, the like the the hot topic shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the mesh shirt shirts. and the, 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 the non wrestling yeah, yes. yeah, that was a thing for a while, right? Which, yeah, by the, the way, getting leg drop with those is some serious business because yeah. those have fucking metal on. Uh, definitely <laughs> was a thing for a while. Yeah. In fact, a long while. Yeah, like every fed, every indie fed uh, had a hardy boy. And the different colored camouflage Dudley gimmicks. Uh, the like blue camouflage or yellow camouflage orange, orange. Yeah. yeah that was a thing for a while um the fat guy who tied his shirt up like a military gimmicks that was you oh yeah you did that i did that <laughs> military gimmicks are a thing yeah the uh too smart for everybody gimmick um like highly educated gimmick not... now what about gimmick matches uh, i mean uh... It's street fights, because not everybody can afford a cage. Not everybody can afford to do something. I think the street fight, right? That's a good one. I would say fans bring the weapons. Sure. Seems to pop up a lot. Which is an idiotic. I I don't... I get the point. I don't mind it from the standpoint that it gets people through the door. Yeah. That's... And... 
when you see what the weapons are, it's not like the fan is going to beat you in the head with it. You can decide whether it's safe <laughs> to use or not. Yeah, I, yeah, the fans aren't swinging the weapon. Right. It's just, it's just. Why would you hate somebody so badly that you're like, you know what, buddy? I hate you so much. What about cowboy gimmick? But I'm gonna let this guy bring a weapon. And I'm gonna hit you with it. <laughs> I, I hear you. Cowboy gimmicks, motorcycle guy gimmicks. Yeah, that's yeah. still a thing, right? Yeah. Wanderers. Um... There's not enough good Germans. <laughs> I mean, Gunner Wicks, I like, but he's the only guy who's pulling off the German gimmick. But did you like German Cato? And uh, no. Did you like uh, German Armani? Yes. Okay. How'd you feel about Baron von Raschke? I loved Baron von Raschke. I what, think. What I, about Fritz? Yeah, Fritz von Erich. I don't know enough of his career. He was a Nazi. Oh my! <laughs> that was the gift. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I don't like. Uh, I, I really think we need like a German, you know, from like maybe the northern part of the state. <laughs> To you know, <laughs> embrace his gimmick. West, 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 North, North, West. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next topic up for discussion is: if you could rewrite a wrestler's career, I got a couple. Who would it be? Oh, I got a couple. Yeah, you said you did homework on this. Um, one, on so this question, yeah, I want to hear you. But, well, I'll start with. I'll give you a couple, but we'll take. Two, I won't give you all three at once. I'll start with Buddy Landell. <laughs> No, okay. no, hear okay. me out. I, I'm, Buddy I'm Landell was getting groomed to beat Ric Flair yeah. in 85. I don't know that they were ever going to pull that I, trigger. Okay, but they were... There was going to be a feud. Everybody believed he was going to at least go over to win the belt once. I'm the nature boy. Now, his, Look at me. Now, we all know drugs were a problem back then. But his drug problem was so bad that it actually got him fired. Before he could... his It got him fired in the 80s. Yeah. His... Uh, along those same lines, it was using that same logic, Tully Blanchard. Because the end of his career at WWF... Yep, drug problem. The drug problem, which met WCW didn't want to rehire him. And who we, if, if we might not have had to get Paul Roma. We might not have had to have Mongo McMichael. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Like, Did you see the clip... That Jared posted maybe two, three weeks yeah. ago. Mongo, yes. Good lord. Yes. That spot could have been Tully's because Tully, Tully and Arn could have still been working in the late 90s, but Arn hurt his neck, right? But Tully, if he didn't hurt himself, could have still been working. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hitting that slingshot. So what if the horseman would have been Flair, Tully, Benoit. family killer, and Malenko. Oh, we're just going to call him Family Killer yeah. from now yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That would have been a lot more like he impressive didn't kill than his Mongo. In, he didn't kill his entire family. His immediate family. <laughs> Not, no, he still has a kid. Well, he wasn't there. Because that kid didn't live in that house. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. But you see my point. Like, it would have been a better faction. Yes. Mongo. Yes. So, yes. so Tolly's probably... Even if... What about Jeff Jarrett? Did you like Jeff Jarrett there? With the... The strappy straps? No. This is what I'll say about Jeff. What Jarrett. they should have done is let Hennig actually be a horseman and not try to break the horseman up because Eric Bischoff wanted to destroy him. Hennig would have been a great horseman, right? In that spot in that War Games, he would have been a great baby face. Agreed. I don't take anything away from Jeff Jarrett as a wrestler. No, I, I like Jeff Jarrett. I just don't think he had the charisma to fit into that spot. Like, I know you'll tell me he. 
he could cut a promo. I never got it. I never got it. Would you rather hear him talk? Like, he was pretty vanilla. Or hear uh, Colonel Robert Parker talk? Oh, I'd much rather hear <laughs> <laughs> Where is my little fried pie? I, I think Bunkhouse Buck would have been a good You know, show. Gene, I'm getting married today. And then I'm he, so sweaty. And then obviously, and not just because we just talked about the documentary. Huge dick, by the way. Obviously, Owen Hart, right? Like, if you could rebook something... Don't put him back. Oh in yeah, you'd fix that. Right. You'd, I mean, you'd fix Darren Drozdov not getting his neck busted and looking like a yeah. well, but, but there's a difference between going back and reversing a move, or going back and just changing an idea, right? Yeah. In but, this case, you don't need to be the blue blazer. Your own fucking heart, and you can work your ass off. Let him be Owen Hart and let him work his ass off, right? Yep. I mean, yep. And then there's no rafters, and then there's no. I would have liked to have seen there be enough money thrown at Brody to actually have him come into the WWF in the 80s. I was, why does everybody love Brody so much? I don't, I don't I would, love him. I'll tell you what. I would have much rather it have been Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen was there, though, wasn't he? But not in the research. Not, not during the Hogan managed. time in the uh, 70s okay. with Bruno. Yeah. Like, they could have brought him in. In, like, the Terry like, Funk spot? Eh, maybe like 1990. Because okay. he was in the No Holds Barred movie. Right, yeah. Okay. And him and Hogan were friendly because he did a job for Hogan in Japan. I forget who it was that didn't want to do the job for Hogan. But uh, I saw a clip of Stan Hansen talking about it. And he said he had no problem doing the job for Hogan. Probably a nice check. Didn't yeah. hurt either. What about David but, Schultz? Would you rewrite his career? I'll tell you what, man. I love David Schultz. Can I just say that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I watch his promos, and I laugh and I laugh, because they're fucking great. I love Dick Murdoch. Also great. Why didn't Dick Murdoch get more? So, okay, so real quick, before, I know we have one more question on there, which we'll get to. I got one I want to ask, but I want to get your, who, whose career would you rewrite? Out of that group of people? That no, we... no, 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 no. Anybody. Anybody. It could be... Doesn't have to be anybody we talked about. Could be Evan Courageous? No. I think he'd be a star no matter how you rewrote him. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Would you tell Sid to not do the leg drop? No, Sid. Sid, I, I think, got exactly everything that was coming to him. Because that was... You know whose career I think I would rewrite? Chris Canyon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a good one, Chris Canyon. Yeah, yeah, didn't really. He, uh, he got a lot of short shrift. He was always really solid in the ring, and never really got a, a strong push. Yeah, and and I think okay. So here's the thing. This is gonna get a little out controversial. Okay. But first of all, Triple H is a <laughs> Triple H is a hypocrite. And he was nothing but a bully. And now he talks about anti-bullying, which I think is funny. But from what I've been told, the bullying that he did to Chris Canyon, because Chris Canyon was gay, right? And caused him a lot of hardships mentally and may or may not have contributed to his suicide, right? Nobody talks about this shit. The, the, the shit that he gave Owen Hart after Brett left and then cries on national TV about what a friend he was. Go fuck yourself. Okay. All right. So I don't want to talk about the Owen Hart part, but I want to circle back to the Chris Canyon part. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And, though, and to be fair, the whole the click were all bullies. But I'm not gonna argue that part. Mm-hmm. Okay. How is Chris Canyon getting ribbed for being gay? Any different from somebody else getting ribbed for something else about their personal life? It's not like okay. he was physically beaten in any way. That it's, you know of. It's not you know like of. Triple H was out in front of the fucking arena, in front of the crowd, yelling, Did you know Chris Canyon's gay? Canyon, uh... <laughs> you know, first of all, there's a couple things you gotta understand. It's different. Me getting bullied for being fat, being fat's a choice. Okay? Like, I could lose weight if I want to put the work into it, right? Okay. So... There's a difference between a rib and a bully. Right. I get that. And there's a line. There's a very clear line. But sometimes the guy ribbon doesn't have the bad intention that you think he had. Yeah, but I think he did. Just because I know how the That's because you don't like him. No, it's not. Right, because I've heard stories about the way he behaved. I don't know him personally. I can't make any personal, like, interaction. Like, he always treated me fine because I've never met the fucking guy. Okay? So he's always been fine to me. And you know what? I hear he's changed his ways well, and he's done a great job with the kids at NXT. Well, he had, because he has a set place now, he has no concern. Right. Back he's not worried he, about somebody taking his... Back, and maybe yeah. being a father has matured him. Right. Maybe, fine enough. Yeah. But you know, for a time in his life, he was a piece of shit. I'm not going to argue that. I've got okay. one that comes to mind for me. Like, right off the top. And this is going to be my Markness coming through. But I... Zabisco? <laughs> yes, I wanted him to stall more. <laughs> if, <laughs> if he could stall more and give more nunchuck demonstrations during his uh, stuff, I would like that. But actually, I really liked Larry Zabisco during the NWO stuff when he came out of the... Oh, yeah. Came out of the commentating booth to wrestle uh, Scott Hall, I think. Yeah. That was pretty good. Uh, but I wish they would have given Taz more of a chance to get over as Taz when he got pulled up. So they gave him the real strong bring-in at that Royal Rumble where he beat Angle, right? Mm-hmm. But they really didn't let him go much beyond that because of his size or because of his attitude. I'm pretty sure it was the size because... But that motherfucker could drop people on their goddamn heads. And that's not what Vince wanted. And he did the Kata Hajime. That is not what... He did do the Kata Hajime. Yeah, I know. Okay? So that's already two strikes. That's an illegal move, brother. No, hear me out. That's two strikes against him in the WWE already. Yes, because it's a choke... It's a choke, and it's a submission, so Vince ain't going to like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number two, Bret Hart was... He was fucking five foot five. Nine. Five you know nine. when he got okay. buried? He got buried when Jerry Lawler told him to stand up when he's talking. <laughs> right, right. That was, that was the end of that. When, when they did that feud with Lawler and Taz, and the shine was... Ar- the bloom was already off the rose yeah. for Taz at that point, yeah. right? yeah. When you look short standing next to the king, yeah, I get it. But go uh, like back to ECW. Watch the video of him with Paul Varlins. Remember when they brought Dude, in Paul Varlins and he dropped that, Paul Varlins on his head? But that was all hype. Ludwig Borga. He, oh, that was all the push. Yeah, but they could have done the same fucking thing there. You know, I, I disagree. Here's how I would have rewritten it. I disagree it. because in ECW. 
all of the guys were on the smaller side, minus your one-off with Paul Varlins, minus his feud with Bam Bam Bigelow, who wasn't really a tall guy, he was a big guy. But it was they were always good, believable matches, him and Bam Bam. I'm not saying they're not. I think they should have left him as a Tasmaniac. And worked the Savage gimmick? Yeah. What I'm saying is, when like you Maroon. bring a guy who's 5'5 five, five in... And the average height is six three to six five. I get, I get it, but like, I, you know, we could go out on the street right now and meet a guy who's five foot five who might be able to kick sure, all of our. But ass. I wouldn't for sure. to watch it for sure. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> so, we could. Like, it, it, I get that there's a visual element to WWE that is there, but the visual element with Taz, <clears> and you know, we're making this argument about Owen Hart. That if he had been alive in 2000 when Angle was there and when Guerrero was there and when Family Killer... Family Killer, yes. ...was there. We got a lot of fingers uh, going on tonight, I'll tell you. And Saturn and, all, and Malenko, right? Taz came in at that yeah, time. I just didn't feel it from him, though. But were you guys ever Taz fans? No. I didn't mind him in ECW, but I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Was pro- he was a dick, one. Well, the problem <laughs> with Taz all is... Were an ally. The problem with Taz is he got over by saying fuck 90 times. Yeah. So did fuck right the him. world attitude. But you know what I'm saying. And you're not going to pull that in the WWE either. Right. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to give you... This was a... I'm stealing this from a meme. Memes. A meme. A meme. But there are 15 guys that I'm going to list off. Fifteen. Now let's. I'll go slow enough. Is okay. one of them Isaac? No, Bruce? no, 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 no. Right. And you're going to tell me, th- you got to pick three of these guys to protect you. The other twelve are trying to kill you. And these are wrestlers. They're wrestlers. Come okay, on. three to protect. Okay. Me. So okay, hold on. I gotta. I gotta take notes on this here. You want, you want a pen and paper, Vic? I have a pen. I will take paper, a pen you know? and some paper. Because we're gonna have to write this shit down. I've got my notebook. Thank hold you. Mm-hmm. Here's a pen. Fucking homework with this shit now. Thank you. Okay, put forty dollars into just a gonna start name, I'm just gonna name fifteen guys. You write them down. Brock Lesnar. All right. Hang on. Pen not working. I'll get you wrong. All right. Ming. Well, that's number one well, right, right there. <laughs> You'd just be pulling who the, eyeballs who was the out. Name? Uh, uh, Lesnar, Ming, Undertaker. Okay. Dan Severin. Okay. Vader. All right. Shamrock. Okay. Steve Blackman. Slow down a little bit. This pen like is... any black man? Not Steve Blackman. Shamrock. Oh, just Steve? All right, yeah. Blackman. Yeah, you yeah, got Let me try something else. Try this one. I know one of those works in my room, doesn't That better? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Steve Blackman, um, Dr. D. Schultz? Yeah. Okay. Uh, New Jack. Okay. Yeah. Andre. All right. And assuming in his prime, because yeah, we're old assu- Andre, you just give him a cross body as a knee. Are we assuming all of these guys in their prime? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Harley Race. Barbarian. Three more. We're almost done. Brody. Mm-hmm. Hanson. Mm-hmm. And. Bad News Brown. So, Alan. Alan. A guy named Alan who could just beat the shit out of you. Name one, quick. All right, let me just look here real quick. Yeah, take your time. And while you're doing that, 
I already answered this question, so on this, so I'm gonna give you my three. Okay. Ming was number one. Dan Severin was two, and Bad News was three. Okay. And Bad News with his judo background, he was a legit badass. Yeah. All right, I, I have my answers too, okay. but I'll let you go first. You want me to go first? Yes. All right, uh, again, I'm going to take Ming number one, yep. just because of the story of him pulling out the guy's bottom jaw Yep. with yep. his, like, two fingers. Yep, how about biting <laughs> off that dude's nose and yep. spitting it in his face? <laughs> yep. Uh, great Chris Farley moment, by the way. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to take New Jack number two, because he's going to have a knife on him. Yeah, I don't see I... And he's going to be stabbing motherfuckers. Five five kills allegedly. I think you can neutralize. I think like a guy like Ming could neutralize that knife pretty quick. Well, yeah, but I'm making a team. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Why are you stabbing me, brother? (laughs) (laughs) And then my third guy is going to be Andre, based on pure size and strength, because that dude flipped a car. All right. Okay. Himself. Fair enough. Number one. Yeah. Ming. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Ken Shamrock. Okay. Okay. Number three, Barbarian. Okay. You're going to give me two fucking Samoans? I'm going to take two Samoans. Okay. So, we all, Real Samoans. So we all right. agree on Ming. I think we're in the same ballpark with Severn and Shamrock. Yep. You because, think because the UFC yeah. aspect. But, like, uh, all right. in a fight where you got multiple people coming you what, at you. 15 guys, right? All right. Here's how I disqualified the 12. Sure. Brock Lesnar, one good shot to the guts, <laughs> no go. good to me. Yeah, the Undertaker, big and, and tall, fun, but not much, of not a, much of a fighter, and didn't get into like UFC stuff. Till Dan later. Severin, I only left off because I like Ken Shamrock yeah. a little bit better. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Vader, uh, winded, big guy, gonna get tired. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Steve Blackman, probably a pretty tough guy, but again. Ken Shamrock was available. Yes. If you had to choose a bail bondsman, would you choose Blackman or Dr. D? I would choose Dr. D. <laughs> okay. okay. But Dr. D, probably more dangerous with a gun than with his hands. Right. Although, if you ask John Stossel, you might get a differing opinion. Yeah, John Stossel is a very small man, though. New Jack, I thought, could probably do some fighting, but I assumed we were talking without weapons. Yeah. As opposed to Lane, who thought with weapons. Yeah. Well, I mean... And I thought he would be outclassed by the trained killers. Right. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's without weapons, because New Jack always has a weapon. Andre, <laughs> biggest shit. Take a knee out, it's over. Mm-hmm. Harley Race, smoke too much. Winded, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Bruiser Brody, I like watching him kick guys in the face, but guess what? Those guys let him kick him in the face. Okay. Yeah, okay. Stan Hansen, rude. Stan Hansen, real tough. Can't see shit. I'm going down. Blind. That's right. (laughs) Bad News Brown, judo champion for sure. Tough guy. But doesn't like you on principle. Correct. (laughs) Correct. So there you go. That's how I disqualified him. All right. That's fair. Through general logic. But uh, I think we can all agree that we all believe that Ming is possibly the toughest wrestler that's ever. That has ever walked the face of the earth. Yes. Yes. Yeah, nobody's messing with him. Um, you did kind of bring up Rick Rude for a second. Because Rick Rude kicked yeah. the shit out of Rick Brody Rude, once. Rick Rude's a tough, tough guy, too. Yeah, he's definitely. I'm not guy. familiar with that story. That was in Texas. Uh, uh, for World Class. Because I watched the match with them in World Class, and Brody beat the shit out of Rick Rude. Yeah, but Rick Rude was beating the shit back. Okay, fair enough. It was, uh, it, it was going both ways that way. 
All right. How are we doing here? Uh, I have no idea. We're at 120, roughly, but we, I, you know, I sang a lot of theme you, songs. You did. I asked you did. people to wait till they saw my All right. dick. We'll take uh, we were gonna beat that one last up. question off the list here. <laughs> um, Which, by the way, if anybody who has seen my dick before knows, I'm not beating any pussies up. I'm not even really satisfying them. They're just... there, we actually have two questions. Oh, oh okay. well, I mean, whatever. We got... uh, move that you don't see anymore that you would like to. Okay. Need ET. No, see that too much. <laughs> um, okay, well, I like the old school pile driver. Same. Okay, I like that one. too, yes. I'm going to go because of a video Lane sent me, and I realized how good of a salesman Rick Root is. The inverted atomic drop. That was an entire page. I, I know because yeah. I went to it. There's an entire Twitter that's just Rick Rude taking atomic drops. I'm gonna tell you this though. You bring up a great point. You talk about the atomic drop. People try to do the atomic drop across all different feds that I go to and work. I fall. Not only that, but no, but people, they, everybody who I see give an atomic drop missed by six fucking inches. Like, nobody knows how to properly do the atomic drop anymore. I don't know how to properly do the atomic drop, because every time I take the fucking thing, I lose my balance and I fall. i got to figure that shit out. If Now we're talking inverted, right? Yes. Then, okay. Because no. the, the back one is easy. The back one, you just... Yeah, it's just up and that down. One, that one, people miss. How? No, you just sit somebody on your it's fucking knee like art, a baby. Man. It's a lost art. Like I, a little baby on your knee. I miss the knee lift. Yeah, you delivered a great knee lift. I cannot deliver a knee lift to your level. What's your move? I, uh, You know what I miss? Because we can't ever see these at shows because we're almost always inside of places with ceilings. Just a good high high back body drop. Oh, you're the old school. So you can't even take one. No, you want other people to take I one? I want people so to take them one? from me. I'm a baby face. Okay. Why would I take one? I'm a baby face. Uh, not everywhere. <laughs> When it comes to back body drops, I'm always a baby. I got face. news for you. Between what you named the group and you're singing, you're not you're not a baby face in this room right now. <laughs> right. That's a good point. All right, the last question, <laughs> and it's an intense one. Okay. So I hope you did your homework on this one. Sure. You're running an indie show. You get five matches and ten wrestlers. Who are they? Well, I cheated. You wrote an entire card. Yeah, I cheated. No, that's great because I'm not doing. No, it. No, no, no. Listen up. That's I cheated. A lot. Because I went with 14 workers, but still five matches because I booked two tag matches. My only caveat was Silas Young and Matt Winchester don't count as indies. Okay. Right. Because they work on right. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. they would be on the show if they were... But to me, they broke... They're the national, board. not local. Right. Right. So, that's why they're not on here. So, I've got the cards written two different ways with the same worker. The first card, I started out with Adam Grace versus Just Incredible. I think that would be... Just a, Incredible? Uh, yeah. Justin Dredd? Justin Dredd, I'm sorry. You know what I meant. Okay. Justin Dredd. I'm just, I gotta check. Grace and Dredd would be a great opening match because they've got a great style, great pace. It's a good way to open a five match. Similar guys. Similar size, similar style. So Dredd and Grace go one. Next, I have a tag team where Vic the Stick leads Derek St. Holmes and Jack Spade in a tag match against Nick Colucci and TW3. TW3 plays Ricky Morton. Yeah. Colucci takes that. Comes in for the strong. Now, there's a, there's, there, there'll be a reverse to this. In a Here's minute. my thought on that. Yeah. 
Poor Derek St. Holmes. Yeah. Am I right? He's stuck with you. He's stuck with me. <laughs> this poor son of a bitch. And then I had to intermission with Dysfunction versus Chris Black. Because I don't think I've ever seen him work. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. I don't think I've ever seen them work. Okay. It'd so, be a good match. Then we come out of intermission with Sean Priest and Tyler uh, Tyler Sullivan taking on the Caribbeans. Okay. And my main event, two out of three falls for the title, Ben McCoy, Joey Avalon. Okay. Now, I have a second card, which is the same people, but all the matches switch. So I have McCoy versus Dredd. All right. I have Derek St. Holmes and Spade versus the Caribbeans. Sure. Dis and Chris Caribbeans Black. Caribbeans would hate that. Yeah. Dis and Black still <laughs> stay together. The Curse takes on TW3 and Colucci and Adam Grace versus Avalon 2 out of 3. But I've seen them work before. I'd like to see the McCoy-Avalon 2 out of 3 falls. So there's my card. I use most all Wisconsin guys. That's who I'm the most familiar with. No disrespect to Minnesota and Illinois. You guys okay. are great. Peace out. Love you. But this is what I'm putting together if I'm putting a card together. Okay. Okay. That, I mean, I'm fair with that. I didn't put any work into this. so Yeah, me either. So, you know, you can go with that. Uh, Off the top of my head, the one glaring exception from your list, and it's because he's not a Wisconsin guy and you focused Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I'd put Rough Crossing on my card. I love Rough. That's a solid yeah. worker, man. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I told, this isn't easy. Good guy. It's not easy to, keep, to just yep. keep it to five matches. Right. Yeah, you're right. Rough is amazing. Yeah, I like And that. I'd probably look to... Uh, so just to break up, it might be a woman's strong match wrestling. I maybe a woman's match, maybe a comedy match. Okay. So you okay. got to find two funny guys, or at least one, and then the other guy plays your straight man. Also on this show, we have Vic managing and Angel Armani would manage somebody either Avalon in the main event. I would far prefer if you just let him come out and cut a promo about anything. Just don't tell him even what he's doing. Just Why is it so hot in here? <laughs> would it kill you to turn the AC on? Ladies, Open a door for Christ's sake. Ladies and gentlemen, five minutes with Angel Armani. Now, the thing you got to take into account here is I was afraid to put this together because I know people would listen and go, oh, I, I think the world of a ton of people out there. This is not a slight. The other thing I did consider is if Matt Winchester and Silas Young were allowed to be on, I would probably have Matt Winchester, Silas Young, and Stacey Shadows against the Curse and Sierra in a six-person tag. Nice. That would probably work well because there's a lot of familiarity there. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. I I like having Avalon on the show. I have. I I like everyone. First of all, you know, no issues with anybody there. Um. It's hard for me to book a show thinking without thinking of it from like a monetary aspect, though, and and the fact that generally I want to always mix my cards up with people that are newer and people that are more established. Right? Well, well, okay. Which you have the Caribbeans, I get. Well, that. and and the thing is, if you're building a Fed, that makes a lot of sense. If you're doing a one-off card, it's so hard. It's just hard. I can't get myself into the right mindset. To, to get there but to have a, like a professional like everybody is like top of the line cut and dry like you gotta have your D- DSH there because he's strong veteran I think Avalon 
uh, is probably your best worker in the state right now. I think right. that's been established. Right. Um, I think that dysfunction is going to be your name value. He's as close to a national name as you're going to get without getting the the national name just because he's been in the Wisconsin scene for so yeah. Oh, yeah. so long. Yeah. So he's going to be kind of your draw guy, right? Uh, Colucci's on. What about uh, uh, what about Dylan? So we got Colucci, but you consider Dylan national too because yeah, of... yeah, he's he's okay. very well known. Yeah, right. I suppose. Um, and 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 I could have gone a lot of sp- spots where I put TW three in there, but I think in a match where you want him to take the heat, right? He's good at, but he's such a good bumper. He's a great seller. He's strong with his comeback. I, but there's a lot of guys you could have put in that spot. But his role in that tag you could match. Put anybody in that spot, yeah. Yeah, but he's also, you know, his shine would be pretty good in the beginning as well. I see that match being a nice long shine and a nice long heat, right? Like an old, like like the old Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express matches that would go 35 minutes, right? Can you go 35? You ready? Can I go 35? Oh, fuck. Well, uh, I got Derek St. Holmes who's doing the step test, so as long as he's doing a lot of that heat. There you go. You know? Yeah, I hear you. I could probably pull that off. Well, I'll tell you what. This is what I'm going to do. I gave you my ideas. I'm going to have you guys... I don't... Because I don't... It's not fair to be on the spot, and I did study this this morning. Yeah, I didn't even bother to look at the message. So, next show, come back with your five-match card. It's gonna be tough. All right, and and with the caveat that it it's not a slight to anybody. Well, it's not very gonna be. I, again, uh, okay, yes, there are certain people I don't get along with from time to time, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna. It's not a slight, right? So, but I just think Dredd in an opener. If I'm running a show, the pace that he'll set because he's just. He, I love Justin. Yeah, Dredd. he's. Great. Justin Dredd has been a solid worker since the day he started, and I don't know if it's just because he uh, factors in his personal life more than he, you know, values the wrestling world, you know, mm-hmm. and he's always kind of, I think he's had kids for most of the time he's been mm-hmm. involved in the business. I I think that's a dude who could have been a lot bigger in the, uh, in the scene and just, you know. I agree. Kind of was in his area, and Terry's always a good dude. I told Alex Riley we'd call him today. Oh, okay. Oh, we, we're going to do that? Well, let's do it. All right, fine. Fair enough. I'm going to go run to the bathroom while you do that. It'll only take me a second. Let's get him on board. Do you want to take the phone to flush the toilet? I, that's an Armani thing. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Alex Riley. It's the Ross Family Matters podcast checking in. Oh, hi. I'm so glad you're not actively ignoring me at this time. I'm sorry. Uh, can you say that again, Scott? It was I, I think you're you're uh, breaking up a little bit. Uh, it wasn't Scott. It was Vic. Was it Lane? Oh, you son I, of a bitch! I, I, uh, I, I get it. No, nope. I mean it's probably somebody I'm actively ignoring. Yeah, I get the bit. I just want to tell you something right now. We're writing shows with ten people. Any ten people we want locally to put a show together. Um, and I cheated because I counted tag he, teams as one. He cheated because he counted tag teams as one. So he actually used 14 people. Not a single person used you. Um, it's not a personal slight, though. 
I mean, it seems like a personal story. Okay, Alex, <laughs> Alex, 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 Alex. <laughs> I'm going to run down a card for you, and you tell me if it, if it would be a good show, okay? Five matches. Okay. The first match, Justin Dredd versus Adam Grace. Okay. Okay. I think that's a good opener anywhere, right? Yeah. Um... Derek St. Holmes and Spade against Nick Colucci and TW3, where TW3 plays Ricky Morton. Basically, okay. your All face right. in peril. Yeah. Like, right. a, like a blonde mullet. We put a blonde mullet we leg on put him. a mullet on him. All right. Um, I, I, was, I was a little bit concerned, but if, if TW3 is going to wear an actual blonde mullet, I'm all in. Okay. Then match three, simply because I've never seen these two guys work, Dysfunction versus Chris Black. Really? They never worked? I didn't say I've never seen them work. Huh. And and so that was my figure to, to go into intermission. I wanted to see two good workers that I've never seen work together. So there it is. Okay. We come okay. out of intermission, the curse takes on the Caribbeans, and our my main event is a two, old school two out of three falls, Ben McCoy versus Joey Avila. Okay. Do you still feel slighted? I mean, I still feel slighted, but it's a good card. <laughs> well, too bad, because you just blew the gimmick of ignoring me, you piece of shit. All right, well... Here's the thing, Alex. Oh, wait, wait. I thought that was I thought that was Lane. I, I would have put you Lane, in the... Lane, you have, to, you have to ask the question again so I can actually answer. <laughs> do you think that's a good card? Uh, I think it's a good card. Uh, Are you, feel do you feel slighted? slighted? But it's a good card. <laughs> no. Well, let me tell you my card. Well, wait, uh, I would have put you in the tag match, but I don't think you could play Ricky Morton. That's, I mean, like I said, if if TW3 is going to rock a blonde mullet, I'm all in. <laughs> Match number one no, I, I have I is... I will pay uh, front row seats for that show. Even if I'm even though I was slighted, I will pay actual money to see TW3 in a blonde mullet. Match number one I have is Maru versus Jay Leo. Uh, hate it. Fans bring the weapons, okay? Okay, uh, I really hate it. <laughs> Match number I do, two... I do, I can only I can only actively ignore one person at a time, and right now I'm leaning towards actively ignoring Lane. Okay, well, match number two, I'm going to slow it down a little bit. It's going to be Tiny versus Peter B. Beautiful. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, See, I took this seriously. In a 60-minute Iron Man See, match. I, what, did, what, did, what did I just say that I was leaning towards actively ignoring Lane? No, I, so, I feel can, like... Can, can, somebody else, can somebody else read Lane's card? Because otherwise I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I feel like you really need to hear him out so you can properly hate him at the end. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, match number three, I'm going to put... Uh, let's see. Mm. Oh, God. Dra- Draven Striker. Does he count? Sure. Versus, <sighs> versus okay. Simon Says... His girlfriend. What about Snake Eyes? Can he be on the show? <laughs> All right. Snake Eyes retired. Oh. Well, I mean, stop getting books. Excuse me. Right. Oh. Number four, we're going to come back with a, a real barn burner. It's going to be Ace Spade <laughs> versus Dysfunction. Okay, so when you say barn burner, do you mean that literally somebody is going to take a torch and completely burn the place down? No, but to, I do think dysfunction would probably beat the, the shit out of a spade. Just clean the clean the stink of the, that fucking match. Yeah, all right. Because I can, because I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that dysfunction is going to go in there and do a good job, but he's also going to do a great job of kicking the shit out of a spade. Right. And for the main event, 
I'm gonna go with an old classic. I'm gonna go with Anne Brookstone versus Mystic Sexton. Oh, Jesus balls! What a dud that was. I like to feel like uh, I'm a real professional. You know, putting women in the main event, moving the business forward. Real professional piece of shit is what you are. I didn't book myself. <laughs> Should I feel slighted? Uh, I feel like you definitely felt slighted because you made that card. I watched this show. What the fuck are you doing? Would you? <laughs> How sober would you be when you're watching it? I'd start out very sober. Yeah. Are you interested? Entrance. Are you interested in my card, Alex? Uh, I am now that I'm not actively ignoring you because I'm now actively <laughs> ignoring Glenn. Because let me let me say this much. Let me say this much. I felt slighted about not being on any of the cards, but at least with Scott, I was like, you know what? That's a good card. I understand that I don't have a spot on it. And like I said, I will pay a front row ticket to see TW3 in a blonde uh, blonde mullet, especially if the blonde mullet falls off during the Ricky Morton rule. I'm all in. All right. Well, here's but what happened. I, I wasn't on the card for lanes, and he puts on an abomination of a card. So now I don't think it's an abomination cap, so at all. To you. Here's what happened when I put my card together. I wrote the number one down, and then I wrote Alex Riley. Okay. And then I ripped the paper up and said, fuck it, I ain't doing it. <laughs> that's, just, that's just hurtful. Now, now I'm going to say this, Alex. If I were running a Fed, <clears throat> you would be in my Fed. Okay. This was a one-night-only show that we were booking. You, so, in theory... You'd, was, also, you'd also be from Whitewater, and, and you'd have a German background in life. So, and you'd have a white t-shirt with black letters that say water. So, okay, so let's just let's just point this out here. So It's a white water a, shirt. A one night one night only show where it's kind of a hey, I just want to see some good matches and then Lane says, "Eh, I want to do the opposite." <laughs> right. Well, see, I was on the spot. That is not my actual card. I'm going to come back with a real card. I'm giving them till the next show to actually... Because I prepared for the question, and they were put on the spot. Yes. So. Was, was, there, was, was somebody talking before you, Scott? Because I'm actively ignoring them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they were saying that they didn't really put any thought into this yet. But I'm, I oh, want... They didn't put... Weird. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't put any thought into that? You're kidding me. I thought that was pre-planned. Yeah. So I'm giving them till next taping to actually come up with their one night only card. Doug Dillon well, versus Harley Hellcat in a sandwich eating contest. Let me just say, let me just say that the bar is set very, very low right now. Ugh. For yep. them, yes, yes, yes. No, the bar is set high. Scott put together a real nice card. Listen, if anybody... Scott put a great card together. I'm saying for you two, the bar has been set incredibly low, so God forbid you actually put some thought into the card. Oh, oh, you think you can do better? How about you come back next week and you have a card too? I'd like to hear that. Yeah, let's do that. I'd love to. Five matches, ten wrestlers. Five or matches, ten wrestlers. You can, I guess, apparently now you can count a tag team as one wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll let you can do I, that. Yeah, can I cheat? Yes. Yeah, yes, you can okay, do that. Okay, well, 
tell, tell you what, I'm going to actually try to follow the rules, but if I need to cheat, I'm glad to know I can at, at least cheat. All right, we'll check back with you, let's say, in a weekish or and so. It, and if before intermission right. you want to see Draven Stryker versus Simon Says his girlfriend, uh, come to my I'm show. I'm out. <laughs> All right, uh, man, thank you. Peace. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, well, so you guys have your marching orders. This is a good place to wrap up. I'll tell you what, we had quite a barn burner of a show. We answered some wide receiver uh, trivia questions. We took it down a notch and talked about Owen Hart and how much we missed him. Answered some great questions from our listeners and apparently upset Alex Riley. And probably a number of other people I've upset. Well, that, we'll, yeah, I probably got one or two myself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll happen. So for Jiggy Jack Spade, Vic the Stick Ross, I'm Hotshot Scott Williams. It's the Ross Family Matters Podcast. Listen, I know I'm the shits. See ya. Marty. <laughs> God damn it. Crown McGraw, Marty.